Welcome to the Art of Semi-Fiction. I am Robin Miller. And I'm Jane Daly. And today we are going to be talking about self-editing. Oh, I love self-editing, said no author ever. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is, is I actually like it. I'm sorry, I do. And you know why I do? There is something seriously wrong with you. Well, that is pretty much established already. We we have come to that conclusion. However, self-editing is a chance to make what you've written really sing. So as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of like, okay, I'm not really very girly, as as everyone can tell. But I've heard tell that women like to get an outfit and then say, and I'm going to wear these earrings, and I'm going to bring that purse, and I'm going to wear that lipstick and put that necklace on and with these shoes. For me, because I don't do that, I pretty much, is it not wrinkled and clean? I'm good to go. That's pretty much me. But with writing, the the draft is the dress. Okay. And making it sing and look as beautiful as it can are the all the accessories. But it's so difficult. But it's not. And that's what we're gonna talk about, okay, Jane. Good, we're gonna give if some, you can if you can make it easier, I'm gonna make I'll it easier. I'm gonna make Otherwise, it easier. I am gonna so do it. Because because the, the the thing is, I'm you know I'm a list person and you know I like post-it notes and so do I. I know. And what's one of the few things that we're like similar? We're like the odd couple. And she's Jack Spratt who can eat, eat no fat and I can eat no lean kind of, you know, we're that kind of couple. But, and when I'm, when I'm finishing work, she's usually waking up to go to spin class. So we're very opposite, but we do like, we do like our lists and our, and our post-it notes. notes. Yes. Okay. Our joining fat, that and Jesus. Post-it notes and Jesus, pretty not, much. Not cheeses, but Jesus. Yeah. Cause you can't have cheese, but I like cheese. Um, so the point of this, I think, was there was a point in that if you have your a list of things to look for, then you don't just, you know, flounder. But how do you make that list? Are you Well, you have that? somebody tell you what to put on the list. And I'm going to do that. Okay, good. All I'm right. going to get, we're going to, because. Okay, I'm if, with you so far. I'm, we're <laughs> tracking. Have, we are tracking. She hasn't cried yet. Woohoo. So my, my process for self-editing is to go through a list of things that I need to do. And I just do it methodically, kind of, I need to look at this now. I need to do, look at this now. And I don't try to do all the things. So how many times time. do you read through your manuscript? But if you're looking for something, it's not that, it's not that, it's, it's super easy. And let me, I'll give you an example. Okay. The first thing, and I do this naturally, but it's funny how many times I have to gently remind those who either my writing clients who I've worked with for a long time, months and months, or my writing group who I worked with for an even longer time, we still have to remember there's some basic formatting things that are industry standard. Okay. So on your list, formatting would be the number one. We need to make sure that we're double spaced. We need to make sure that we have a 0.5 indentation on paragraphs, no space between paragraphs, 12 point font, and we need to make sure that it is either Times New, Roman, or Arial. And I know there's more beautiful fonts out there. There's more interesting fonts. We know that. You but mean I can't use Comic Sans? You you could use it until you change it to su- submit it to somebody. Just use the industry standard. That's it. That's all. I mean, that's that's okay, the formatting. Well, okay. So far, so, so good. So you do. You don't. You're not even going through your manuscript. You're just looking at the formatting of it. That's the first thing. And I know it sounds kind of pedantic to to talk about this, but the reality is 
You will mark yourself as an amateur if you decide. And I did this once. I put the title of a story in, I think it was Thriller text. Because it was kind of, it wasn't scary, but it was a, a tense thing. And I got so reamed at my writing group for it by, by my editor. Um, it was, she, she was an editor, but she's my writing group uh, leader. And she said, don't do that. That marks you as an amateur. So don't put flowers. Don't put pictures. Don't put animated GIFs in it. Straight text with those fonts. Let your work do the impressing, not okay. your graphic ability. Yeah, because your font is not going to impress. No, okay. it'll mark you as an amateur. And if you're, right. if you're submitting, that's, you're going to, they're going to, Immediately go, yeah, she's never done this before, or he's never done that. So then you're not looking at your whole manuscript. You're just looking at your entry point. That is one of the first things I do when when I'm self-editing, going back because now I've written the whole thing, and now I know how the story is going, and now I can go, hmm, that was not the wisest point of entry, or it was a great point of entry. You've heard, because I know we've, we've both been at writers' conferences, and We've heard this over and over and over. Oftentimes, people will throw out the first two, three chapters because the entry point really was that third chapter or that fourth chapter. Yes, because you have you ever started to read a novel and there's so much backstory that you yeah. can hardly stand it and you put it down. Yeah, but then chapter three, but if you have to like, when it's assigned reading or something that you've had to do for like school or whatever, and so you have to read it and you find out at chapter three or four, you're like, oh my gosh, this is where the story starts. So that's my next my okay. next self-editing right. is finding out, did I enter in the right place? And sometimes that is, you know, it's killing our babies, but it's that first chapter, second, third, or it's the first couple paragraphs. Okay. Somehow, because you want to go right into an action, you want to go right into a moment where something's about to change. Okay. So, All right. and there, you're not looking at the whole manuscript. Okay. All right. Keep okay. going. And you haven't cried yet. So there not you yet. go. Now, here's one that is a little bit more difficult. Okay. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it is so used, but it's amazing how many people don't really understand what this means. And it's look for points in your, in your manuscript where you are telling instead of showing. Then you do have to read your whole manuscript. Then now we're, now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Okay. And how do you know if you're showing versus telling or telling versus showing? You have to look for those keywords mm-hmm. that, are and those key moments where something is stated as a fact. She was very sad. <laughs> she was angry at him, so she threw a book. Those kind of of moments where you're telling somebody something instead of showing them. If you had somebody come um into a scene and she had narrowed eyes and looking at the the man in the room and she looked around and she picked up a book and hucked it at him. Do you think that she was, you know, trying to flirt? No. Well, uh, some no, people no. maybe. Let's just say but no. in our world, no. no. No, we know that there's anger there. So it doesn't have to be told. So you look for those moments. And and you said a, an interesting thing, because I do this too. When you're writing a draft, if you stop to perfect all of your writing, if it doesn't come out perfectly and you work on a sentence until it is perfect or a paragraph until it's perfect or a chapter, you can lose the flow of your story. So we're we're proponents of plowing ahead, but I use placeholders and you said you highlight when you've told something, knowing that you need to then come Mm -hmm. back. That's what I do too. I use highlighting. I know that I'm telling it right now. I know that she need we need to convey that she's angry. 
And later I'll come back and go, how can I do that? How can I yeah. show that she's angry? Or I'll put in like in the nope. track changes yep, yep. or notes. Yeah. Um, need more emotion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those little notes as you go, you write them and then you, you keep going in the flow. You keep, you're in the current. Yeah. The, uh, industry experts say that you should just finish the entire book, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction is yeah. finish the entire thing, knowing that there's going to be places you're going to have to go back and fix. Yeah. I've got a writer now who, um, who's one of my clients and she's, she's writing a really interesting book. She's doing such a great job. New writer, but she's just every, every, um, draft of a chapter or whatever is amazing. But after three drafts of one chapter that we were working on, and I was teaching her writing concepts. So it wasn't it was using that chapter, but writing mm-hmm. concepts. I said, leave it now. She said, but it's not perfect. I can see it's not perfect. And I'm like, leave it. And the reason we want it left is because you don't even know what the end of the story is really going to be. Until you've got that, you can't write toward it. Mm-hmm. You can't put in those nuanced details or that dialogue or the tension between. You may not even know that there's tension between two characters until you get it, it finished. Maybe there's a twist or something that happens. And you can't fix that until you know it. Right. So get the story out. And then when you come back. So part of self-editing then would be to make notes along the way. Yes, Finish your draft and then make notes along the way. And sometimes, you know, some people, they know it's the wrong word. They know mm-hmm. it's the wrong word. And we've talked about, joked about one of my foibles used to be um, not strong. I, I, I would use L-Y adverbs all the time because I wasn't using a strong enough verb. And I used to sometimes sit for hours trying to find the right verb and, you know, thesaurus is, you know, all over the place and whatever. And now I highlight it knowing that I need to come mm-hmm. back and fix it because Every moment I spend on trying to fix it in the immediate moment erodes the creativity and mm-hmm. erodes the story and the flow. So draft and then write notes to yourself. I need to fix this. I need to um, change, show this instead of tell. This word or, yeah, I'll yeah. Put, I'll put, yeah, this and then is not the on. right word. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and trust the reader's intelligence when you're on the showing versus telling. If, if I was to write something, about that girl coming in and narrowing her eyes and hucking a book at somebody. If my reader doesn't know that she's unhappy rather than flirting, then maybe you're not my target audience. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, the right. reality is your readers more intelligent um, than you think that they are. No, no, you need to trust their intelligence. That's what I mean. And also, don't backtrack by summarizing. So if you, I, I have this all the time, especially with new writers. Though, if they write a riveting, showing scene where I know exactly what's happening. And then somebody says, you know, their anger had poured out of them all afternoon or whatever. I'm like, ah, don't tell us that. You showed us that. Right. And it cheapens it. Mm-hmm. Again, trust your trust your reader. So look for those summarizing statements. Okay. Um, number four is avoid unnecessary information. This is also a, a kind of, I, I don't know why this amuses me, maybe because I used to do it all the time. Like, here's an example. The dog looked out of his eyes at the sun. <laughs> I get things. I, I get things like that all the time. Or with how my about she shrugged her shoulders? There's no really no other body part that you shrug. Yeah, I just put you she shrugged. shrugged. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. So the dog looked out of their eyes. Okay, where else would they look out of? I right. Their claws, you know. Yeah. So you don't need to put out of their eyes. The dog looked at the sun. Or another example: she shook in fear as the man lifted a knife to her throat. So we know that she's fearful. Right. She shook. And we know that a man's lifting her. So she a knife. So she's probably not thinking, 
oh my gosh, I totally forgot to put that on my shopping list. And I got to get the kids at three. And then there's a dental point for Jim. You know, we're, she's afraid. We know that. So when, when you put extra words in, number one, it dilutes the power of a sentence. So you're trying to get every word doing work and being powerful. But it also, sometimes they're kind of, we, it'll stop a reader. Where else would the dog look out of, you know? Well, and, and think about I, what came to mind was like, you say you have two people in there at a restaurant and they're talking and they're right in the middle of an intense scene and the waiter comes by and says, I'm ready to take your order. And they stop and say, okay, well, I'm going to have, you know, the sandwich with, yeah. uh, but no cheese <laughs> and no bread. And, you know, and instead of just, they either ignored them or they placed their orders and then you continue on. Yes. Something. You don't need to know what they ate. Exactly. Exactly. Because you take, if you take your reader too far off of, of your, your tension or your story or what's happening, your action, it, it, it loses its import. Unless it's part of the story. I mean, unless you've yeah. got, you know, he was poisoning her. And so you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's just any unnecessary word. We don't need to know. Or phrases or, or information. You said information. Exactly. Unnecessary information. And and this, the number five of this list of seven for part one of self-editing is avoid unnecessary words. So in actual fact, it was Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> or suffice to say, she didn't like watermelon. All of those little phrases that are not important, all and especially if they're kind of cliche, take them out. Well, and something I've noticed when I write is I use the word just a lot. So yes, we know that you're a jester. Yes. So, you know, I just wanted to go to the store. I just meant blah, blah, blah. Um, something that you use is so you'll start your sentence with so comma. And maybe although, although <laughs> we do that in real life. That's how we speak. But in writing, it becomes a distraction. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the sort of the point of the unnecessary information and unnecessary words. Both of those things are just muddling. They're, mm-hmm. they're not adding to our understanding of what's happening. All they are is distracting. And anything, it, it's like if you have the right, I don't know, iced tea, and then somebody puts a cup of water in it, then it's weak. Mm-hmm. And you put too much water in it, and it's not iced tea anymore. It's just brown water. So you you have to See, think you of- you just did it. I said so, it's comma. Did I just so, do comma. it? Did I just do it? <laughs> Probably, yeah, you um, just did. But that's, <laughs> but but that is that is the that is absolutely. Well, and I've, I've heard them called we weasel words. Yeah, I've heard that. They're too. just not necessary. They're not necessary. They distract from word. And and again, a lot of the times when I'm when a writer will be frustrated, I'll say all your right, all the right words are there. You've just added more that don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. But if you take them out, what you've written, so not adding or changing or or editing. It's just removing what doesn't need to be there to let the power and the impact of the words that are already there do their work. So it's not about changing what you've written. It's about taking out what doesn't need to be right. there. So, okay. Now here's a, here is a really good tip, um, in editing and that is read your work aloud. This is so hard for me to do. Really? Why? I don't know. I just, I, I forget to do it. And I keep thinking I need to do that. Put it on a list. Put it on a post-it note. Come on. I know. I know. You're, you're welcome. I've just rocked your world, haven't I? You have. But, and it, and part of, it, it's, it's so important to hear how something reads. Because in our mind, 
when we're writing, there is information that we have that doesn't always get it, make its way to the page. Mm-hmm. So we'll hear poor grammar. We'll hear, um, awkward, uh, dialogue. We'll hear holes in information. Like, wait a minute. That's in my head, but it's not yeah. down there kind of thing. And we'll, we'll hear the flow. So if we, if we're trying to amp up the action and it reads like an entry in an encyclopedia, then we're like, Mm. that's that's a big red flag we've we haven't used the right kind of language and and sentence construction to move that action along and if we need to pull back but we're still pressing forward with action-filled language then we know that and we can tell that by by reading what whether we need to slow it down speed it up we can tell pacing is important and if there's a particularly problematic area for me or an important area like a pivotal scene a pivotal paragraph or even a chapter i will ask somebody else to read it Mm. so husband you know your wife a friend a writing partner could you just read this paragraph or this chapter or this you know few, few sentences to me um so reading it to yourself reading it to an audience also changes things and having people read it because all especially a reader to read to you all they've got is what's on the page Right. So that, so they can't, I can, I can say, well, I meant it to sound like this, yeah. but if it's not written like that, it's not going to come across. So it's important so to have somebody else. So you do else. read your work aloud. I do. And I even, it, in a pinch, it's not great, but if you have Microsoft Word and a lot of other things, you have the ability to have your computer read it to you. Now it's going to be robotic, mm-hmm. but it actually is better than nothing. So if, if I'm only by like when I'm on deadline and I've sequestered myself in a cabin somewhere and I don't have anybody except a raccoon to read to or, or have um, read for to me, um, I will use my computer. Okay. So I'll read it aloud and I'll have my computer read it to me. And that doesn't, that's not an extra. There's also all other kind of programs that do that, but Microsoft word does it. So are you able to pay attention to yourself? Yes, but don't read it. Don't. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, don't read along. That's another tip. Don't read when somebody's reading it to you. Don't read along. Listen. Oh, I just I, listen. Yeah, to it. I meant like when you're reading it. Don't you? Do you ever just forget where you are? Like, no, hardly. Ever. Well, you must no. be a better. <laughs> no, because because I I don't read. I don't sit down and read the whole novel or the whole whatever. I read sections. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Especially, especially. I mean, I'll read. I'll read every word of anything I'm writing. I'll have it read to me, and I'll have it read, um, and I'll read it always, no matter what I'm writing. But I'll make a point when it is a pivotal scene or a pivotal point that it's it's a complex idea or or whatever. I'll have other people. I'll read it to them. They'll read it to me. Okay. So so I that's that's one of your best editing right there is hearing it. Okay. <sighs> So we're almost done with this list. We're going to do a part two um, on the self-editing. But the last um, one, then you can put it on your cute little list. And all you have to do is put it, um, use your search and find on, on your word program. Like word, all word processors have it, is watching passive tenses. So your wases and ises and words. Okay. Those are some of, they're, they're unnecessary words, but they're also Passive. They're, they're keys. They're tips that you're writing in the passive. Yeah. So if you, if you do a search for was, just use that. And if you, it'll tell you that's, it's all always 
traumatic for me because, because again, when I was having problems with LY words, I would do a search for LY, just LY. And I'd be like, I've, I've got it this time. You know, I'm, I'm aware I haven't made a mistake this time. And then like 37 will pop up and be like, yeah, how did that happen? How did that happen? And some LY words are fine if they're nouns, but if they're <clears throat> adverbs, they're not. So you have to watch and see if you have 200 wuzzes come up in a chapter, you're, Ooh. you're very passive. Yeah. So you look at each one. And some examples of it is she was trying to get his attention. Mm -hmm. She tried. She tried to get his attention is the, is the active. Um, Maybell is hoping for an A on the test. Maybell hopes Hopes. for an A or hopes for an A. Either one. The bank's door was smashed in by a rock. You change the construct of that a little bit. A rock smashed through the bank's front door. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you can hear the difference in the, the wases and the ises being or were, those kind of words are passive. You want active. Active is going to um, be a mark of a more accomplished writer, but it also is just more engaging. Right. It's always more engaging. All right. So those are the first seven tips. We're going to go through seven more in our next um, self-editing in part two. Okay, so far, I haven't had to read through the entire manuscript five times. So, so see, see the search facility and you're looking at certain parts and certain things. It's not that bad. And you've, if you have done those seven things, you have cleaned this up tremendously. You have done... I mean, you've brought it up at least three or four levels in quality if okay. you've gone through those. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. All right. I am Robin Miller, and this is The Art of Semi-Fiction. I'm Jane Daly, and this is where we explore every corner of the written word. So thank you for joining us, and please don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.